from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. We've got a great packed show for all of y'all this morning. We're going to be talking about some new evasive malware. We're going to be talking about the breached hacking forum shutting down after they said that we're going to continue on. We'll get to that story here in just a moment, as well as an update on the the congressional data breach from a few weeks ago that we talked about and some help for those practitioners fighting, fighting for security budgets and fighting with their CFO to get money. I've got good news for y'all and something you can definitely use to get the funds you need in order to really practice effective security in your organization. So pack, pack show, don't go anywhere. We're going to try to get it done in under 15 minutes this morning. So we're going to fly right through, but good morning to everyone tuning in. We're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So good morning to Matt. Good morning to Bob, Harshell, Teresa, Chris, Brent. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Thank you all for being here. Make sure to subscribe, share, like, and comment as you are below. I know Harshell's having a chai uh, from India. Uh, I'll have my double espresso this morning as we kick off the show. Coffee cup, cheers, y'all. I got this new espresso machine, and I got to tell you, Espresso is a bit warmer than my previous machine. Just saying, tickles the throat. So without further ado, cyberhelppodcast.com. Catch all the latest, including yesterday's episode with the amazing, magnificent Olivia Rose. What a CISO talk episode that was. We did sing in Hebrew. If you missed that, you have to go catch it. Never before on a CISO talk episode, 150 some odd episodes. Never did that before until Olivia came on the show. We'll start off with breached hacking forum shutting down, fearing it's not safe from the FBI. Well, after one of the main administrators was arrested last week, the additional administrators of breach were like, we're going to keep going. Only to figure out that since one of your main administrators is probably trying to shave off time and get some charges dropped, he's probably going to hand everything off to the FBI. And the FBI is probably watching you. The FBI probably knows who you are by now. And the FBI has the power to go to your local jurisdiction, as long as it's not China, Russia, North Korea, or Iran, and apprehend you in most cases. Therefore, it might be time to say final goodbye. And that's exactly the notice that they've put on uh, the forum yesterday. It's not only safe. They'll probably pop up under a different name with different tech in a a few weeks or months This void will not go unserved. This platform will continue in some sort of way. However, this one does shut down. It's going to take people somewhere else, and we'll see how how that kind of evolves. But that's kind of the news there. We'll move to some significant vulnerabilities here with an unpatched Samsung chipset vulnerability that's opening Android users to RCE attacks. The affected devices can create a headache for most Android users. This is a this is available only in Android mobile phones, and the remote code execution attacks um, can impact individual device vendors who make patches available. Some do, some don't. That's why this is critical. In a blog post last week, researchers said that they reported as many as 18 different vulnerabilities to Samsung and the company's uh, Exynos chipsets used in multiple mobile phone models from Samsung, Vivo, and Google. Affected devices include the Samsung Galaxy S22, M33, M13, M12, A71, and A53, Vivo S16, 15, S6, X70, X60, and X30, and Google Pixel 6 and 7, 
series of devices. Um, Andrew, Android users are confirming some of them have been compromised due to this vulnerability. The CVEs across these four vulnerabilities are 2023 and 8 They do allow an attacker to remotely compromise a phone at the baseband level. Limited additional research and development. They believe that skilled attackers will be able to quickly create an operational exploit and compromise affected device, devices silently and remotely. The security researcher identified the remaining 14 vulnerabilities as somewhat less severe. Samsung said it identified six of the vulnerabilities as potentially impacting some of its Galaxy devices. The company described the six flaws as not being severe and said it released patches for five of them in March. So if you haven't patched those devices, Google has also done the same. But there is a patch gap with Android as, as there is any time with Android simply because of the way they operate their OS this is going to have some significant impact. Now, this is where the risk lies for practitioners. People use Android phones for work. If I know who your people are, which thanks to LinkedIn, platform we're on right now, I can find out who your employees are. Going through some databases, I can try to find their PII. I can potentially get their phone number. I could potentially try to target them and I could potentially be successful if the devices aren't patched. There's a lot of potentialies there. But don't put it away from from someone to actually do that if they feel like they can monetize the action or if they feel it serves their organization or their personal interests. Uh, These things do happen and they're quite readily available. A lot of information is readily available. We're going to talk about the the next few stories are around this new malware. Um, So there's two different ones. We'll talk about letting app listener here in just a moment. This one is called power magic and common magic malware. They're being used by criminals to steal data, not hackers. Um, security researchers have discovered attacks from an advanced APT that uses a previously unseen malicious framework called common magic and a new backdoor called power magic. Both malware pieces have been used since at least September of 2021 in operations that continue to this day. They're targeting organizations in the administrative, agriculture, and transportation sector for purely espionage purposes. Security at Kaspersky said that the attackers are interested in collecting data from victims in Donetsk, Lugansk, and Crimea, all areas that are currently under Russian occupation as part of the Russian-Ukrainian war. Once inside the network, the attackers behind the Common Magic espionage campaign can use separate plugins to steal documents and files, uh, and, and you can obviously... The links are there. I'm not going to repeat all of them from USB devices. The malware uh, used can also take screenshots every three seconds using the Windows graphic device interface API. The researchers believe that the initial infection vector is spear phishing or a similar method to deliver a URL pointing to a zip archive with a malicious LNK file. A A decoy document in the archive diverted the target user from malicious activity that started in the background when LNK files disguised as a PDF was launched. Kaspersky says that activating the malicious uh, LNK file would lead to infecting the system with a previously unknown PowerShell-based backdoor that's called uh, PowerMagic after a string of malware code. The backdoor communicates with the command and control server to receive instructions, upload the results using OneDrive and a Dropbox folder. All of that is available there. Kaspersky's analysis revealed that the attackers created dedicated modules for various tasks from interacting with the C2 to encrypting and decrypting traffic from the command server, stealing documents, and taking screenshots. They're hiding behind an ordinary technically tactic um, 
and friends of the show here, uh, Security Joe's announced last month that they discovered the icebreaker backdoor. Um, so we've seen that as well. So a new type of malware. What's happening in the Ukraine will eventually be targeting Europe, the U.S., and, and spread from there. So this kind of malware you want to be very mindful of. Try to understand its IOCs, DTPs, and make sure your EDR, MDR products are all updating it and your SOC and security operations team are well aware of its tactics so that they can recognize anything in their environment. The custom NAP listener malware is a nightmare for network-based detections. Threat actors, and including a group monitored as REF29 or 24 by Elastic Security Labs, is wielding a novel data-stealing malware, an HTTP listener written in C... Uh, in, in, sorry, in, in, <laughs> I'm having one of those mornings. It's, it's dubbed NAP listener by researchers and attacks against victims operating in Southern and Southeast Asia, According to a blog post um, by Elastic Senior Security Researcher Engineer Remco uh, Sportin, in, the, in that region of the world, network-based detection and prevention technologies are the de facto method for securing many environments. NAP listener, along with other new types of malware used by the group, appear designed to evade network-based forms of detection. So don't sleep on your defense in depth strategy. Obviously, NAP listener is the latest in a series of new types of custom malware that have been observed coming from REF29 or 24 used in attacks that support a particular focus on evading network-based detection. What these new malware families all have in common is not only that they're based on open source tech, but also that they use a familiar and legitimate network assets to mask their activity. A consistent theme to all of these capabilities is the intention to hide in legitimate and expected forms of network communication, and they are installed to resemble the underlying services they abuse. Unique observation of this threat actors and the deep focus of evasive ta- uh, tactics. While many threats masquerade in similar ways, this threat pursues the mythology to an extreme and consistently uses these methods. In addition to lap li- listener, which mimics the behavior of web servers on a network to hide itself, RF is also wielding a custom malware that tracks as a sysgraph and, and uh, summon Sumini record, among others. The former is notable for using Microsoft Cloud resources for command and control to evade detection, and the latter masquerades as a DNS protocol traffic. So, brand new malware here that's making its way across. Google has suspended the Chinese shopping app. Uh, I guess it's 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 a morning of really difficult names to spell. Pinuduo. I, I don't speak Mandarin. So I apologize on its app store after malware was discovered in versions of the app from other sources. Google said in a statement on Tuesday, it suspended the app in the Google app play store uh, in the Google play app store out of security concerns. And it was investigating the, the, the matter itself. Uh, the app itself is mainly used in China and it's coming amid heightened U S China tensions over Chinese owned apps like TikTok, which some U S lawmakers say could be a national security. It's not, it is a national security threat. Anyone who says otherwise just, has their head buried in the sand. There, there's no other... There, at this point, this isn't even bipartisan. This isn't... We know TikTok is a national security threat. We know it's being used to spy on Americans. We know it's being used to poison America's youth. Youth. We know it's promoting dangerous content to our children. Anyone who still lets their kid use TikTok needs to have a conversation, needs to look themselves in the mirror and ask why. Um, it, it's, it's poison. So uh, the app itself is a popular e-commerce app in China. It often offers discounts. If users team up to buy multiples of an item, Google warned users on Tuesday to uninstall the app that's not been downloaded through its own Play Store. Downloads of the Android, even iOS app, can often be found on websites that allow people to download apps without having to go through the official app store. In a statement, 
Pineda said that Google had not shared more details with the company beyond informing them that the current version of the app wasn't complying with Google policy. We'll see what happens there. We'll move to the congressional data breach from several weeks ago, a healthcare data breach that exposed healthcare data of many members of Congress and their family is now a bit more severe with at least 17 current and former members of Congress that have had their personal data exposed in this breach. The DC Health Link, which is administering the health plan to members of Congress and their staffers, suffered a significant data breach earlier this month that impacted hundreds of House lawmakers and staffers, with Congressman Morell saying that at least 17 lawmakers had sensitive information exposed, meaning it could be some health issues or otherwise, and they think the number can and may grow. Uh, Speaker McCarthy and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries warned that the size and scope of the impact at House uh, customers could be extraordinary, uh, noting that thousands of House employees have enrolled in the health insurance through, uh, program through uh, since 2014. So we'll see how this kind of rolls out. There's more scrutiny on congressional members now, and if this information gets out, um, they're understandably concerned about it since it's their personal health care information. So we'll see how this one plays out for Congress. And finally, credit ratings uh, agencies are now increasingly looking at cybersecurity. So if you're a practitioner, this story's got to be music to your ears. This is a great, great talking point. Credit agencies, like all of us Americans who have a credit report, Companies have credit reports as well, and credit rating agencies look at a company's health overall in order to let investors know how healthy is that company. Now, mind you, y'all had SVP pretty healthy the Friday before it collapsed, so you got to take it at you know face value for what it is. Credit rating agencies are now assessing companies' ability to pay back borrowed money, are increasingly factoring cybersecurity as part of their credit assessment criteria as they try to get a handle on some of those risks that the companies face. So now they're looking at dedicating uh, more resources to protecting their assets because of potential risks that cyber attacks have against their credit is real and significant. This is according to one statement here. To be sure, cybersecurity is still a small piece of the puzzle for these credit rating agencies, but boosting cyber defenses is not always a top issue on many corporate executives' minds. Tell us about it. Preach. But experts say that companies need to be focused on cybersecurity as they try to mitigate risks to assure lenders that they're doing so. So for companies that deal with any type of risk in their business model, what they do from a cyber policy and staffing standpoint is crucial to how attractive they are for investments and doing business. According to a portfolio manager and co-head of the global taxable fixed income team at Brown Advisory, if you have a breach, but you don't have the right governance in place to avoid risk like that, there are very real monetary damages associated with that kind of event. Um, and that could have an impact on the company's credit rating. Despite the recent emphasis on cybersecurity by credit rating agencies, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach for an organization to earn this at this time, which makes it difficult for agencies and their analysts to predict the credit outlook based on cyber uh, in a tense geopolitical situation, especially if they have smaller budgets and smaller entities are just not investing that much in cybersecurity at this time. Some companies' whose credit ratings have suffered after major cyber attacks, and you can look that up. Equifax's credit rating was downgraded by Moody's in 2019 following its 2017 data breach. Breach, sorry, said the incident was a catalyst for change at the company. SolarWinds, which was hit by 
Uh, Russian attackers rebounded in 2022 with a stable credit outlook, but also their credit rating was decreased as well. And they're also looking at geopolitical issues. So would you be a target for uh, potentially a Russian or a Chinese or a North Korean or Iranian cyber attack? If your business is and you're not investing in cybersecurity, you could very well have your credit rating downgraded. You could have to pay a lot more. And that's a conversation to have at the board level. That's a conversation to have with several executives. This is a great story. The link is in the show notes. It's by the Washington Post. Take it, sit with your finance team, sit with your chief risk officer. Talk about this stuff. It matters. It's going to matter. It's going to continue to matter over time. And it's going to become, once a formula is figured out, and now that they know credit ratings are looking at this, you can bet your sweet tail. There's some snake oil salesmen that are saying, my system can help you determine risk the best. They're going to go out there and they're going to try to sell them a system. And then you're going to be subject to that. So it's better for us to kind of try and establish something as practitioners, reach out to these uh, eight credit agencies and have these conversations, but also get the business on board to understand that and take advantage of it. We've gone a little bit over on this morning's show. I do apologize. Thank you all for being patient, stayed, staying tuned into the show. Please make sure to subscribe, share, and like today's episode. I'll try to do this last piece here and put it in a short uh, video for all y'all and post it later today. So go check out the CyberHub podcast LinkedIn page or our YouTube page um, for, for more there. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow to wrap up this week here live at 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.